Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Dialing down into the cuisine and trying to find things that you can't find everywhere because it is competitive out there. It's not marked, it's not obvious, so it feels like you're an insider, and I think that's always fun. Yeah. Such a cute patio, and it has a nice view of Maryland, and mm-hmm. it feels like a kind of like an urban oasis. This summer's brought some notable new spots to STL's food scene, and these restaurants have opened their doors and patios, as well as our eager palates, to gustatory treats. Here to name names and whet our appetites, we've got none other than Sauce Magazine's executive editor, Mira Nagarajan, back in our studio. Mira, it's welcome. Uh, It's wonderful and welcome to see you again. Thanks for having me. So let's start with Maryland House by Brennan's. This is a name that's familiar in the Central West End, but that familiarity, it could take them to the wrong place. Yes. Well, Maryland House and Brennan's used to be in the same building. Maryland House was on the second level and Brennan's on the ground floor. So Brennan's moved and they are now at 316 North Euclid and Maryland House took over the space for Mandarin Lounge at 44 Maryland Plaza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, getting to this spot is a little bit of an adventure. It involves an alleyway, an unmarked door, and an elevator. So tell us about that. Well, the original Maryland house, I'll point out, did not have a lot of signage either. They were kind of leaning into the whole speakeasy vibe back then. So at the new Maryland house, yes, you do have to go into an alleyway that's in between Adara and a suit shop. You go into this little lounge on the left, and a person, an attendant, will open the elevator for you, and you head up to the Maryland Mm -hmm. house. And it is, it's kind of a fun, you know, out of your ordinary entryway to a nightlife spot. Mm -hmm. And is there something in particular that that adds to sort of preparing you for the experience? Yeah, I think it builds a little anticipation Mm because you're like, it's not marked, it's not obvious. So it feels like you're an insider. And I think that's always fun. Yeah. Now, the bar and rooftop patio of Maryland is, again, as you mentioned, it's in the space that was formerly Mandarin Lounge, and yes. I believe it closed in like early 2019. That's right. So it was pre-pandemic. And there have been a lot of renovations done there. Mm-hmm. How have things changed, Mira? Well, they described that they didn't want to change it too much or too little. And what they did do is kind of bring a little bit of the style and the sensibility of Brennan's into Maryland House. So you'll see... Uh, lots of interesting artwork, uh, books, lounging area. There's beautiful wallpaper in the bar. There's, It's just got a little bit of an elevated style aesthetic, I would say. Mm-hmm. And is that overall like what's most striking about the new space? I would say so, yes. And the size of it. I mean, Mandarin Lounge, was it's a, it was a big space. And so seeing that, having that much real estate in the Central West End is pretty impressive, I would say. Mm-hmm. So... This is a place that you have been to, Maryland House. What is it that uh, you know stood out to you among the food and drink options there? 
I think if you've been to Brennan's, uh, it's got a similar uh, sensibility with the menu. I Their cocktail menu has classics and then their house kind of cocktails. I tried their riff on a spar- spicy margarita, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their bar manager, Eric Weiss, has a favorite called Back to Kyoto, which is his take on a Japanese Manhattan, Japanese whiskey, sake, vermouth, yuzu bitters. So kind of, you know, familiar uh, cocktails that have a little bit of a creative twist for their house cocktail menu. Mm -hmm. And insofar as the food is concerned, you've talked about Brennan's. I have not been to Brennan's. What is the sensibility? I think it's not like full-on entree meals per se, but more of like snackable bites. We tried their melted raclette, which was served with soft pretzels for dipping. We tried their black garlic pizza that had a a dose of burrata on it. Mm. So you're not really going there to fill up on dinner, but you're going there to have some fun drinks and some snacks to kind of temper your way throughout the evening. Mm -hmm. And then as far as pairing cocktails and what is on their menu, is there anything that sort of sticks out to you as like a really good pair to try? I would say that black garlic pizza, it's going to be like gooey, cheesy, salty, pairs well with so many of the cocktails on their menu because they just, they just go together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, Sauce staff writer Ian Shaw described Maryland House's rooftop patio as the cherry on top of the cake. Mm-hmm. So not the ice cream, which maybe is seasonally appropriate, <laughs> but on top of the cake. What is it like on that patio? It's expansive. It's very, very, um, it's got a lot of furniture. There's couches, there's fans, there's uh, several tables for larger groups. There's an outside bar so you don't have to go in, come back out. And, you know, it's comfortable. So you can spend a whole evening there into the night and really just take in the scenery because it's such a cute patio and it has a nice view of Maryland and mm-hmm. it feels like a kind of like an urban oasis. Yeah. So it's very it's it's very relaxed and casual and fun on weekends, Thursdays I think too. They have a DJ playing lots of nice like groovy laid back music. There was some SZA, some Solange last time I went. <laughs> okay. So it's like kind of like it's just very cool and effortless and fun. Yeah. Well, and this very much uh, gives me the mirror vibe insofar as like the experience being something that's really important. A hundred percent. And is there anything that you think it adds to what, you know, already exists in the Central West End or? I just think that it's it's just a classy kind of cool space and it's it's adding something to the Central West End. I don't think that there's anything exactly like it. I mean, Mm -hmm. Brennan's is pretty close, but, you know, that's still like, I feel like that's more of a I don't know. This one seems more of like a nightlife space mm. um, just because of the added DJ element on certain nights, I would say. Right. I, I think a good DJ always helps. Yeah. Now, let's head west from the central west end to Chesterfield to dumplings and tea. And the focus here is Chinese street food. Tell us about that, Mira. Yeah, they have dumplings. They have baoza, which are steamed buns. They have build your own poke bowls. They have um, a Chinese hamburger on their menu. Uh, our co- our my our staff writer Ian Shaw, who lived in Beijing for many years, was delighted to see the Chinese hamburger on their <laughs> menu, and 
said that it's it's not something he's seen on a lot of menus mm-hmm. in uh, St. Louis. Yeah. And it's a flatbread bun. It's got stewed pork belly, diced green peppers, and cilantro inside. And he absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried a number of their dumplings. Um, I really liked their vegetarian dumpling option that had cabbage, tofu, and carrot. You can tell them how you want it prepared. So steamed, pan-fried, or deep-fried. And then you can choose any one of their sauces, ponzu, or there's a garlic one, there's a spicy one. And it kind of mirrors the build-your-own-poke-bowl section of the menu. They really offer a lot of customization. Right. And that is always empowering, and you feel like you're in control if you're really like, I don't like edamame. You don't have to have it. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, they're really – and then they also have frozen dumplings too. If you're not ready to have it right then and there, you can get a bag to go and keep Mm. it in your freezer and use it as you need. Yeah. So did you try them steamed, fried, deep fried? I like pan fried. That's my go-to. I like a little bit because the dough that they're using is a wheat – Wheat flour-based dough, so it's got a chewy texture to it. It's got a lot of like it's got it's got a good chew, and I like that part of it is seared and browned up and got a crispier texture, and then part of the other side is just soft and 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 bouncy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, to the the question about what it is adding, Ian Shaw said he's never seen rojamo here mm-hmm. before. Um, what's your sense of you know? how much of what we can get around Chinese food is really something that you can only find here and you might have to go like really far to find it elsewhere. I I, I don't know exactly, but I will say that I think people who are opening up restaurants in the last couple of years, I would say are really exploring um, dialing down into the cuisine and trying to find things that you can't find everywhere because it is competitive out there. And the mm-hmm. pandemic really eliminated a lot of places. And so opening up post-pandemic, I, I, I think that's something that I've noticed is more, you know, specific within the cuisine. Like, what can we offer that's different? Yeah. And on that note about what is different, as well as the pandemic, Be Juiced in Ferguson is another business uh, that you've highlighted. Um, and there's a story yes. behind them, and it starts with owner Brandis Johnson looking for a juice delivery in North County, St. Louis. Where did things go from there, Mira? Well, she couldn't find a juice delivery in North County, and um, she decided that was the inspiration for Be Juiced. And they started her and her co-owner, uh, Jada Huffman, they're, it's a minority-owned, woman-owned business, started a mobile juice truck, and then uh, they actually applied to the UMSL Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Accelerator, which is a rigorous application process. Mm, you have yes. to have like a distinctive vision of what your business is going to provide to that area. Um, you know, parts of North County are technically food desert areas. Uh, there's a lot of standards that go into uh, what, how to define that. And uh, that was part of their application process, I believe. And they were awarded $50,000 along with uh, some business development programs that they participated in and to launch their brick and mortar space. Mm-hmm. And the juice is the juice is legit. I, I mean, we really <laughs> loved their beet immune juice with yellow pe- yellow bell pepper, uh, turmeric, ginger, lemon, and pineapple. It was really refreshing. Um, it has a lot of vitamin C in it to boost your immune system. Mm-hmm. And 
healthy options. I mean, I think that was part of the point is in our neighborhood, we want to offer healthy options. And so avocado toast, um, you've got, you know, banana toast with almond butter, smoothie bowls, things like that, that they found, they both found were not really readily available where they lived. Mm-hmm. And I did appreciate the um, the range of options. It's not just what you can drink, but also that you can chew. Yeah, literally. absolutely. Yeah. Um, in our last 30 seconds, what's the favorite thing you've had from these hit list spots? I would say I really loved the the tofu and cabbage dumplings out in Dumplings and Tea. Mm-hmm. I love a good dumpling, and it was it was light and easy and affordable, and I, I just, I would get it again. Yeah. Mira Nagarajan is the executive editor of Sauce Magazine. Mira, it's always a treat to have you with us. Thank you. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski. With audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.